ticket, ticket. Hello, I'm Adam. This is Mutually Codependent with Adam and Jen. And I am Jen. Should I redo that? <laughs> it was weird. It was like we were on like Cat Talk or what was the show on? <laughs> on fucking SNL, SNL with them. Like with the sweaty balls. Yeah, peach sweaty balls. I really, I really, I really, really enjoy this this time of year time, mostly. Yes, it's a, it's a nice time of year. Yep. It's a it's a time to give thanks to your loved ones. And I and I I really appreciate how big the sweaty balls are. Yeah. Um. Do you think that we should again invite Mr. Peach Sweaty himself to teach us how to craft and fondle his magnificent <laughs> balls? Fucking Alex Baldwin, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> oh God. Peach sweaty balls. Big sweaty balls. He broke more than they did That's, during that, and I, I think of him. him. I think of him as usually pretty fucking serious. He's such an asshole. But yeah, this is Adam and Jen with uh, it's mutually codependent with Adam and Jen. I don't know, uh, whatever. Yeah, welcome guys to the show. Let's rock and roll. Um, Sorry, that was a little much. The uh, episode is gonna happen, and um, <laughs> <laughs> eventually we haven't even started smoking yet. Have you? You haven't. Oh, I took some gummies earlier, mango gummies. Oh, see, I was joking. Well, the mango gummies help with my ADHD. All right, whatever. What are we smoking? We are smoking Granddaddy Purple today. Yes, it is a very famous strain. It is an indica. It is known for its very purple bud. Like, the the bud itself usually has quite a purple tint to it. Um, it is a pretty potent strain as well it's it's a it's an indica couch strain which is why it's an indica like it couch locks you makes you really chill really calm it's great for like body aches and pain inflammation um it's a really good strain for the end of the day when you need to chill out and it has 24 percent thca and 0.23 percent delta 9 thc is a good one. It is. A good I like one. it a lot, and and we never had a chance to smoke it until just recently, and and I grinded it up, ground it, I ground it in the grinder. Mm. It's purple. And then I like looked at it. I was like, oh my god, it's so pretty. It's really, it's really is a pretty, uh, a, a pretty strain. strain. Yeah, we've had purple flower before, like Pink Panther from uh, from Four K Farms. That Taylor. was that was some really good stuff, um, but. Granddaddy Purple. I was really excited to have a chance to try it because you know you hear about some of these old school strains, mm-hmm. like sorry, uh, Blue Dream and Acapulco Gold, and you know some other those others. Poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I had never had Blue Dream or Granddaddy Purple before, and we yeah. got both in the same day. It was pretty great. We did. That was pretty exciting. And I think we've sold out of the Blue Dream already, but we have more coming. Yes. That doesn't mean anything other than our customers seem to really like it. So you should probably try it if you have access to it. Granddaddy Purple. Granddaddy Perp. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a podcast listener and you're not local, can't go to the store, guess what? There's a coupon code you can use. Yeah, Pod15. Yeah, use it, guys. It's for you. SensexCBD.net. I don't think that, like, obviously we have those, so the, the the sponsored little bits that we talk about it and stuff, but we try not to, like, 
expect everybody to to spend money there, but um, but if you're going to use the code, yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously, nobody's used it still. Seriously, mm-hmm. nobody. I check every order to look for it, and I know that there's people who listen that order. They just I don't know. I guess they don't want it. So like my friend Brandy always listens, and she's the one that got like coworkers to listen and stuff. I buy her jewelry. <coughs> um, she won't use the code. The last time she ordered, she refuses to use the code because she says it's too much of a discount. Man. I said, I buy jewelry from you. I said, and you're buying shit from me. This is a business transaction. Just use the damn code. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of respect, too, for that. Because I think a lot of people try to take advantage of their friends who own businesses. Yeah, and she doesn't want to. And, you know, it's everybody wants to be like, oh, what kind of deal can you get me doing this? Fuck you. No deal. Like, that's shitty. Not for us. Like we're retail. We have a markup. We, you know. Yeah. But when you like call your friend who's a plumber, you're like, hey <laughs> man, I know it would cost me an arm and a leg to interrupt somebody else's day, but what if I called you instead and 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 you paid me less to interrupt your day more? No, that's not how it works, guys. Like, okay, if they want to give you a deal on a, you know, hey, I'll, you know, whatever they do, like if they offer it take it but don't go and say that you're supporting local businesses because you use a coupon code at your local shop every day yeah like and and i'm not saying or not not coupon code but like you, you know like don't have that really high expectation of a of a significant discount because honestly man i, th- I think you should be supporting those people more you know um and I don't think retail is completely excluded from that, but it's just, I would rather That's support anybody. somebody. Yeah. Well, like any my, kind of business, you know, Kevin Sheffer who did roofs. It's not like we like tried to hound him for the price. So the price is the price. Like I'm not going to try it. Oh, well we've been friends. Who cares? Like, yeah. So give him business. Yeah. Make, you're let you're him doing make money. the, yeah. You yeah. are being the friend by choosing to use your friend's services. Right. Like a great example of this is the fact that we're not bar people. Yeah. But we go to Price's Bar at this point, it's like twice a month. <laughs> yeah, and it's mostly because it's he's we, there. He's there and, and other friends are there. And we can there. bring our friends. and It's a chill you know, place. He gives us a discount, but we also tip well. Yeah, that's so what I was about to say. I always out, usually know? tip whatever. He, I The tip almost usually equals what he charged us because I know that he's not charging us right. Right, he, yeah. He'll charge you like a dollar for a drink. Dude. Yeah, make your money when you can, you know, and but you know, I also understand he his appreciation or anyone's appreciation for like bringing me extra business. Yeah, I'm going to throw you some extra gummies or whatever. But don't like go in expecting it. That's not being a friend. No. That's not being a friend. Going Mm-mm. in and be like, "Oh, how cheap can you get this?" or like, "Let me, uh, you know, I give stuff for free to people all the time. Like if all I think the that they're going to enjoy it or if I think that, you know, uh, you know, if there's a reason for it, or I think, hey, you know what, you you could probably benefit from this, so I'm going to give it to you. Right. But mm. like, that's that's. I've also had people that kind of have that really high expectation, like, oh, he gave me the first thing, like I don't have to buy weed anymore. Fuck, yes, you do. No. Like, I'm not going to just give it a get. You know, like you got to be supportive. Like that was, you know, my olive branch. You know, to give yeah. you something free with the expectation that if you're going to buy stuff and I'm anywhere, like, if, if it makes sense for you financially, then then fucking support me. And 
when when I've given stuff to, you know, there's been a few people and then they just kept like asking what was going to be the next thing I was going to give them. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, that was it. And they're like, oh, well, I guess I'm just going to go back to my dealer. And I'm like, well, I guess you are. I Bye. I <laughs> fucked up by giving you something for free. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and if you're me, you just cut that, per- you just cut that bridge. Burn it. Yeah. And Gone. so the nose is, is, is kind of a good segue into like we uh, the, the working title on 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 this is is just say no to Thanksgiving. Uh, but we kind of wanted to touch on all the different no's that you can, you know, allow yourself episode. to have. It's a boundaries episode. And, and so and hol- boundaries with holidays. Yeah. And family. And family. And that can get really difficult. It's There's, really difficult. It's and, a touchy and even, subject. Even people who practice boundaries on a regular basis, that's that is an ongoing struggle. It's not like, oh, they can do boundaries. No. No, no, everybody he, can do boundaries, but the people who choose to put the work in to make the boundaries happen, that's because they've put the work in. It's not just they magically were able to create boundaries. So it's not just easier for some people or, than others. Maybe, maybe a little bit, but it's it's not effortless. No, and being somebody who used to be a constant people pleaser and a yes person, like... A doormat. I was a walking, talking doormat for the majority of my life. And I missed out on that part. And um, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. And that was a really traumatic. All of that was, was has been really traumatic for me, to be honest. And since Adam and I got together, he has really taught me. Like, you know, it's not okay for people to treat you badly. And it's, you don't have to do things for people. You're not going to get in trouble. You're an adult. You don't have to keep being nice to somebody who's not nice to you. Yeah. And so I, with the help of my amazing therapist, the past three and a half years, we've really worked on me setting a lot of boundaries with people. And I've, I've really had to set some really, really stern boundaries. And I don't think a lot of people in my life quite understand that I've set boundaries. I think that they just think that I've I'm more outspoken, I'm more liberal. Um and so maybe that that is a part of why I've pulled away because we don't have the same views or anything or we don't have similar views. But the truth is is that I needed boundaries with those those people in my life to make me mentally well. Right. And, and and it's not because I don't love these people. Yeah, and you can invite those people into your life when they're ready to conform to what your needs are. Yeah. And it, I'm not saying like, oh, she needs to wear a miniskirt every time I see her. No, don't be fucking weird, right? Adam has two lighters. He stole my lighter. Uh, four, but... You have four? No, I just made that up, but I yeah. assume I have more somewhere that we can't see immediately without... <laughs> what do you want, Reagan? Rigoroni. Uh, we're, doing, we're doing this. Can you Can you say something? No, she doesn't really make any noise. I don't know if they can <laughs> she's hear not. That. She's not a. <laughs> Could you hear that? Uh huh. She's sniffing. Yeah, she was she's sniffing, sniffing the, mic. the mic. She's like, "Oh, that smells terrible." I'm like, she's "Yeah, it's my girl. breath and weed." God. <clears throat> so yeah, but so I, boundaries. But I, you know. I I created those boundaries because I care about those people and I love them. It's it it's not because I don't. Like if I don't care about you and I don't love you, I'll just burn that fucking bridge. I will burn it to the ground well, and walk away. It doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. 
That's that's the insane thing. I think another thing people don't realize is the boundaries that you create for yourself. You're not really creating them. And let me let me tell you why I feel that way. Because if you you have two ways to go, you can appease that person or you can be unhappy. The boundary already existed, but you're choosing whether you're going to be happy and make sure other people know that they're making you unhappy or you're going to speak up for yourself mm-hmm. or you're not. So those boundaries, I don't feel like you're creating boundaries, but I think that you're revealing boundaries. Turning them on is well, what, no, is what not, Nat said. Well, okay, in yeah. that. But I'm saying that they're already there. The yeah. boundary, the line is already drawn right. within your subconscious. Mm-hmm. You aren't going to sit there and say, you know what? I am going to be upset if this happens. I'm going to not be upset if this happens. Right. You may realize you're making a conscious effort to uh, recognize that. But you didn't make the choice to decide... You know, uh, I really like Pepsi more than Coke. Like you already had that preference. You just made the commitment to start (laughs) buying Pepsi. Yeah. Right. So you're not establishing a boundary. That boundary existed within you already of this makes me uncomfortable. And it's not so much that you're creating these boundaries because that can feel like you're doing work. You're just enforcing it. You're not even you're well, first you're just exposing it. Yeah. And you're 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 merely you're, you're being conscious yeah. of that boundary that exists you're not creating boundaries so and i i think that's really important for the people who have boundaries enforced on them that take it personally yeah <clears throat> that i think <clears throat> there's a reason you're feeling that way and you're wrong um somebody is not creating boundaries to divide you they're not they're not creating that. No. They are exposing the boundaries. They're they're making you aware of the boundaries so that you can make the decision to be somebody who makes them happy or be somebody who makes them unhappy mm-hmm. based on that boundary. Right? So while that other person can can in likely and often takes that personally saying they're putting up boundaries, they're putting up walls between us. That is not what somebody talks about when they're saying the wall has come up between us. That's not the It's not the same thing. No. The wall is the (laughs) fact that you refuse to acknowledge and or, you know, respect the boundaries that were placed. So if you're wondering why is this person creating boundaries to divide us, you're thinking about it wrong. That boundary with exists already within your mind, within their mind. And within that relationship. Yeah. And and so that boundary of what makes somebody feel one way or another is not being created. It already existed. And there's lots of boundaries that is not even talked about, mostly because they're like extreme. And obviously you're not going to go like hurt them or murder somebody. You know, like there's right. boundaries that you don't even have to talk about. Just because we didn't talk about that boundary of I don't expect you to cause physical pain to my face. <laughs> doesn't mean it's not there. Doesn't mean that that boundary isn't already there. Right. Yeah, so that if you're makes blaming sense. somebody, and I think this happens a lot, that people get blamed for creating boundaries, that boundary already existed. Nobody yeah. created it. It just, it was there. It's about respect. Yeah. And and you're choosing to, to do that or not. I like what um, what you were saying about uh, cats 
So, yeah, my therapist has this amazing analogy about cats. And I I don't know if I've said it before on here, but it's... And she does listen to our podcast. Does she? (laughs) Yes. Hi, Nat. Thanks for agreeing with me so much. (laughs) Um, She's a big Adam fan. (laughs) Not every time, let's be clear. And that's okay. Um, But more so than me. Like she's usually on his side well, it was more the than drugs my side. Causing most of those problems. Oh, it was. Let's it absolutely it wasn't was the, really the f- your choices. old drugs that they had me on. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so. Yeah. Okay. But she has this great boundary about cats and how if you're ever dating anybody, ask them about cats, how they feel about cats, because people who really dislike cats because you can't hold them whenever you want. You have you have you know you can't just walk up and pet most cats. Like there's cats have boundaries. And it's a really big red flag, she said, when people, when you're dating somebody and that person just hates cats because of how cats can, because of their personalities, how they vary and how they can be different. She said, because that means that if they can't respect an animal, they're never going to respect their partner. She said, because we just don't respect our partner. She said, most people don't respect their partners as much as they respect their dog. Yeah. And she's like, so, you that's, know. That's crazy. Yeah. She, she says, that's. I've been in that relationship. But absolutely. I, I, uh, I definitely have a lot more respect for you than any of our animals. Well, I hope so. Mostly because I don't respect things that don't understand the concept of respect. I don't respect a flag. Lily, or Reagan's good. She's a baby. And She's an angel. I don't mean angel. that metaphorically. I mean that literally. You don't respect flags? No, I don't respect the material and stuff. It's just a fucking flag. <laughs> I respect. So I respect the person that believes in that flag. I had a little American flag but, uh, when I was a kid, and I was like running through our front yard with it, and then I like threw naked. it on the ground. No, and I like threw it on the ground, and my dad's like, "You can't let the flag touch the ground. We have to burn it." And I was like, "I don't think that's right." <laughs> It's, it's so, but nobody really <laughs> follows the flag rules And I was anyway. like, that's cool. And then I just remember throwing it behind me and taking off. <laughs> I, I imagine a lot of child maniacal laughter. <laughs> From me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to tell jokes to my imaginary friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. It's, it's funny because I saw it. <laughs> I saw that happening. I saw oh God, that should be an image in a a book. In my books. Yes. Of Pen- of you you of, of yeah, Penelope. Penelope in her tree house. It was my tree my tree house. She's in her tree house but in her mind. We got mind bubble, right? We yeah. can do that. We can draw things. She's telling jokes to her imaginary friend. My imaginary she's, friend name was Pete. She's doing like the, the like, iconic stand-up comedian, like like what Jerry Seinfeld did all the time with his show, where like he made something related to whatever the problem was. So you uh-huh. could you could create a joke that Penelope is telling her audience of 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 <clears throat> maybe uh yeah I used to make up stuffed that animals joke and tell them yeah. Yeah, that's... You could even have a like a, an actual uh, 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 prop door that you use, or something like knock, super knock. silly. Yeah, yeah. Or, or uh, in this day and age, mm-hmm. it could be an app that 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 you play on your phone that responds to the, and then it actually says who's there, and then you're like, uh, uh, impatient cow, and it's like. 
and it knows it's AI, right? So it actually repeats it back to you. Impatient cow, and but it's actually like you got to moo at it. And then what would the phone laugh at you or just go like, I don't know. This one is, you know, now recorded. Would you like to play back? It'd be I was like, like leaving four messages. or five, so I don't think I thought that far through. No, no, no. You would. We didn't, didn't even have that. We didn't even have that technology. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, to make that relatable to to now. Yeah. Mutually Codependent is brought to you by Syntex CBD and Texas Canna Health. SyntexCBD.net is your one-stop shop for legal cannabis shipped directly to you. Get free shipping with any purchase over fifty dollars. And don't forget to use the coupon code POD15, that's P-O-D-1-5, for 15% off your purchases. Yeah, that's but, true. But yeah, and, and I, I think um, the, the analogy with the cat... That's where we were, right? Yeah, the analogy with the cat, like having boundaries. Like <clears throat> it we, makes a lot of sense. It does and, make a lot and let's, of sense. Let's let's stop thinking about just potential mates. Let's think about everyone your, because that's your something dad. W- let's think about like, does your dad hate cats? Maybe ask him why, and like really listen to why he hates cats. My dad likes cats. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying oh. in general. Like, Hi, if somebody dad. doesn't like cats. Then, like, let's ask them why. Let's really, like, delve into, oh, well, they don't like it when I, yeah. Pick them up and carry them around against their will. Well, yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah. That's harassment. Yeah, that sounds terrible. That sounds like a bad experience. And we yell at our kids, all the boys, all the time because that's, as soon as Nat told me that analogy... I like left the room and went announced it to everybody in the house. Right. That was where I was going with that. We have a cat because we have cats. So like I tell the kids, like, do not cross their boundaries. If you can learn boundaries, you need to learn boundaries with the cat because you're all going to have a partner eventually in your life and you need to learn boundaries with that partner. Or or anybody. Yeah. Or anybody. Anyone. And they're all pretty, well, Luke, I'd say Landon's probably the best about it. (laughs) Yeah. But he does push it. Um, Only with Stormy. With Stormy, yeah, but I think he's he's actually making progress with her though. Well, he'll just go pick her up and let he'll and she'll just fall asleep in his arms. And and it took him a while to get to that point, but he just kept holding her longer and longer and longer. And uh, so one thing that that we've uh, tried to do is like put her down before she asks for it. Yeah, because then she. Uh, and maybe not every time, but... But as soon as she starts to want yeah, to get down, if, you set her down. Yeah, yeah. If you put the cat down faster, then then they won't ever think that they're stuck with you. And so that gives them a little more comfort. So if you have a cat that only gives you about 30 seconds, put it down after 20. And Lily, it depends on who's holding her. That's very true. And, and her mood. Yeah, and her mood. Because like this morning, she sat in my lap for like half an hour. <laughs> And then she got down, went and ate a few bites of food, and then came back down and laid next to me. You wouldn't think that she was a grazer based on <laughs> her, her roundness. Girth. Her girth. Her girth. Yeah, she, uh, she does. But she is a grazer. She used to eat more. Yeah, she just eats a few bites but at now a time. She and Stormy just, started doing the same thing, I noticed. They uh, they like they keep it. But I, I think cats in the wild uh, do that. Big cats. Because they have a kill, and then they'll like drag it up into a tree to save it for later. No, well, that makes sense. So if if they well, know they have food, 
then they're like, all right, let me just let me just keep enough energy in the body to make my yeah. next kill. And I know I got some reserves back there if I don't make the kill. Maybe that's why cats freak out when their food bowls are empty. Mm. That makes and a they lot need of fresh sense. Because it's not because it's fresh. It's because I don't think they have a sense of that, really. Maybe if Maybe it gets super bit. stale, like if it changes the texture of it or something. But I think it's the fact that they're getting low and they don't want to eat the last little bit because then it's gone. Mm-hmm. So Because the only time, I mean, Lily knows her when it's time to eat, like exactly. <laughs> she starts bothering you. You mean right meow? Right, yeah. But... Um, she, but if her food bowl is totally empty because Reagan has helped herself to it, or Stormy's eaten it all, she will she'll like notify me, <laughs> and I'll just put dry kibble in there, and she's fine with that. Yeah, but yeah, people don't know that you give our cats more variety than most school children have. Yeah. Anyway, so boundaries. But one of the things <laughs> that we decided this year to do is um. Is not host Thanksgiving. We've done it the past couple of years. Um, and last year, at the end of the day, I was so tired. Yeah, we decided last year we weren't going to do it that this day. year. Like Thanksgiving like that night. day, we were like, hey, Next we're not going to do this here. We're not doing this shit. <laughs> it's not that we don't want it to happen. It's just we, there's a lot of work beforehand, you know, and especially when you got a bunch of kids too. So you got to clean up their mess and they have to help. And then if it's you got to clean the day before the event and maybe even the day of the event mm-hmm. because life happens and animals and, you know, pets and shit. Literal shit. And, um, and we keep our house clean. We keep our house, yeah, way cleaner than probably any house I've ever lived in uh, that wasn't just totally empty. <laughs> like, there was a couple of weeks when I moved into a new place. It was fucking spotless because I didn't have any trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's probably the cleanest anything's ever been. <laughs> hey. <sighs> Whatever. So... <laughs> Um, you know, and, and we don't have people pressuring us to do Thanksgiving. No, like I don't, we don't. But, uh, I still was... feel guilty though. That's the, I, I still feel insanely guilty about not hosting Thanksgiving. I think it's because we, we like to be the helpers. Yeah. That's why I really want to have Christmas at our home. Yeah. We got to fight mom for that. I don't know. I don't have to fight anybody. No, I just don't no, have to just... get in the car. <laughs> That's true. Not that hard. <laughs> no, I think I think we can have multiple Christmases. We've uh, lots of people do it, but I don't I think want to leave my home want, on Christmas Day. We we yeah. I would love. I I want to spend Christmas Day in my home this year. Right. Yeah. And we could have people over. It's because yes, I anybody's welcome. I mean, I spend six hours decorating our fucking tree. We have two trees. Our whole house will be decorated. Our house is the one that should be on show because Yeah, that's what I'm that's why I was saying. Like, I let's host thanks. Let's, host, let's Christmas. host Christmas, not I love Christmas. Because I'm sure we're gonna have the most decorated of any, you know, house of people we know. Oh, absolutely. You know? I didn't we we uh we should look at lights though. We should because we didn't, we hadn't done that. We we, we did put that. lights out. Yeah, we had uh, Kevin put, two years a, put ago. up lights two years ago, but then we got a new roof, so we don't have. Uh, no. We got to put them up ourselves, but. Yeah, I'm gonna have the boys do it. Maybe I don't know which boy I trust on a fucking twenty. Landon and Luke. Twenty foot ladder. Well, no, 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 they can't go on that high. That's up. what I'm saying. You can yeah. do that. 
Do you know how hard 300 pounds hits the ground? You don't weigh 300 pounds anymore. I'm only barely under. But <laughs> I'll have a five pounds of tools in my hand. Okay, okay. I'm going to hit the fucking well, ground. I'll it's go gonna up. It's going to hurt. So I don't know that I would feel super comfortable being all the way up at the roof. But I think that there's stuff we can do with the... Can we get it? A giant inflatable Rudolph? Yeah. Why don't you just say it out loud so I can understand what you're asking for? <laughs> we could just get a big inflatable Rudolph. You think so? Yeah, or one of those snow globes that's inflatable and it has the scene going on inside. <laughs> oh, Thanksgiving's coming up. I love the Macy's Day Parade. I can't wait. I love Thanksgiving. Sorry, my You like my just decorations. My pre roll like kicks in like nobody's <clears throat> It's good stuff. I like Granddaddy Perp. Yeah, I, I've asked you a couple times to to I, I I handed off the conversation to you so that I could smoke. Yeah, do it. What do you want me to talk about? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, what? <laughs> no, not really. No, like <coughs> holidays are a really stressful time for for. I'll talk. I got a lot to say. Go ahead. You smoke. Holidays are a really stressful time for people. You know, like people who aren't close to their families. It's hard for them. People who don't have families or people who don't get along with their families. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People who don't get along with their families or people who aren't welcome to their families' functions anymore for one reason or another. How horrible is that? Religion. Yeah, or, you know, something else. Like maybe they're trans or they're not straight or. That's usually. You know, they don't believe in God or whatever, but, you know, like it's. Who cares? But so like it's holidays are really a stressful time. Like I think that a lot of people, especially when we're younger, we we don't realize like especially as kids, like all we see is the presents and the lights and I get to wear a, a new Christmas dress this year. And like that's all I ever saw. Yeah. I didn't realize like that financially, like it was a burden on my parents. Like, huge burden. Huge burden. Like not just them, but parents in general. Sorry, like I wasn't trying to really, yeah. No, like it's a huge not only financial burden, but it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. Like shopping for multiple kids who all want something different. That's, that's hard work. And then you have to wrap it all. I don't wrap it all. I I I literally have sat in wrapped I'm presents in, for singing. six hours straight. Like it's it was horrible. I like wrap. I do wrapping, like I do like gift wrapping presents. I do like gift wrapping. That's part of the reason I like buying Christmas presents is I just like wrapping them. I uh, love to buy wrapping paper and bows. I always make sure they match the Christmas tree, and Santa always gets his own special paper. Yeah, I like that idea. Oh, I want to hear a funny story about Santa wrapping paper? That since this is kind of a holidays episode, and we're talking about family drama. Okay. Somebody that I know banned their mother-in-law from ever coming back for Christmas because she went to the grocery store to go get something and she came back and her mother-in-law had wrapped all of the kids' presents in the Santa wrapping paper. Just one kid. She had done all his presents in one wrapping paper. After she had told the mom that her mother-in-law multiple times, "Don't use this wrapping paper. It's just for Santa presents." 
you know how I always do that. And she goes, that's just ridiculous, but okay. And then she just didn't do it. And then when she got back, she's like, why did you do that? I specifically asked you not to do that. Now I'm going to have to find, you know, go get more wrapping paper. It was Christmas Eve, mind you. She should have had that shit wrapped already. Well, you know, people are busy. <laughs> and so, like, kinda. but she, like, um, you know, so, like, it was it was really shitty. Like, yeah, because the lady did it just to piss her off. Like, right. she admitted to it. She's like, I just did it to see how angry you would get. She what? wanted to see how serious that was going to so, be. So, and she she was like, you are never invited back for Christmas. I actually think that her in laws le were left that night, and like went to a hotel. Oh yeah. Because mm -hmm. her her husband was really angry too about it. Because it's just like, angry with her. Or no, angry, angry with, with his the mom. Family. Oh, because it's like he's like you. You crossed a boundary. My wife asked you to do something. You are you offered to do something. She said, "Please do this," and then you purposely did it just to piss her off. Yeah, I thought you meant the husband of the no, mom. No, the husband um, of my friend. He was he was angry with his mother. Yeah, I wonder how that that uh, that <laughs> getting ready for bed conversation went with. Uh, God damn it, Marie, why the fuck did you have to wrap the present? She told you not to wrap the fucking present. And she's like, do you think she like was like, yeah, that was shitty? Or do you think she was like, I don't know. I think I did the uh, right thing. Do you think she like actually? Would Apparently she was so angry that she didn't come to Christmas the next day. And um, they didn't speak to them for like a year. Until Christmas? Until like the next Christmas. And then like. The mom didn't speak. The grandmother didn't speak to anybody, but the the grandfather. Oh, like, so she doubled down. Yeah, like the grandfather oh was goodness. still speaking to everybody. Yeah, and then she got cancer, oh, and then God. she started talking to everybody again. Do you think that? <clears throat> oh man, I wonder how that would be. Because yeah, you kind of you, you're losing your mom, but God, what if she's a bitch? He hates. He didn't like his mom. He never spoke very fondly of her. Mm. That's too bad. People uh, people get really unlucky with parents. They do. Like, I feel really bad for people with bad parents. It, You know, it sucks. It's, you need, you need your parents. Yeah. We, we do. Like, we don't want to admit that sometimes when we're younger, but you always kind of need your, you always kind of need your mom and dad. Yeah, or or some semblance of that. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not saying that orphans are not having the same lives as somebody who has their parents, but no, it helps. <laughs> you know, like there's a reason they made Batman an orphan. Um, it, it adds a certain amount of like. Batman angst, is not you know? an orphan. Alfred raised him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's so not that's really his semblance. An orphan. That's his semblance. So yeah. that's what I was saying. You got to have that, you know, semblance. I of learned that from watching the Batman parenthood. Lego movie. Yeah. Alfred definitely had to have adopted him. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and then he spent Bruce's money on Bruce. You know, yeah, he was a single dad. Holy crap. Yeah. A lot of, I have always thought that. Definitely was. I've never put that together, really. Yes. I guess you just think of... of. I uh, mean, he raised him from when he was little. Bruce Wayne? Well, how little was he? Cause he was I, like 12. Yeah. I don't I don't remember. I'm not really big on... Eight. He was like between eight and 12, I think. 
He was young. I feel like he looked older in one of the movies, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> I you know, I don't know how accurate they were to which comic, and I'm sure in the comics there's differences. It's it's really a small detail, but I think an important detail when thinking about the relationship of Alfred and and Bruce because if he was 8, he's going to feel very different about Alfred, you know, like that's very paternal, but if he was like 17, that wouldn't really be as big a deal. Obviously, he would still have a good relationship with him. He was eight. I was right. Eight. Yeah. So I said so eight, eight or twelve. Alfred was definitely his dad. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> he had a big influence on him. I mean, that For was sure. that was his person. His but... personality was. You know, you can blame it on Alfred. What if that's uh, that's God. another one? What if what if Alfred created Batman? Well, that would make a lot of sense. Actually, Alfred's a badass. I mean, yeah, but what if he's actually like doing it all? For, like, he's like, well, I'm fucking incapable of fighting, but this young chap here, and if he dies, he's got no kids. I get all his money. <laughs> what if Alfred's just trying to kill Bruce Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> It's, we figured actually, out Batman. Bat, figured out Batman. 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 Okay, so he definitely had the Waynes murdered. <laughs> he had the Waynes murdered. So he could take. So he could get guardianship of Bruce at eight years old. At eight There's years no old, way he would train treat him, him to like be a, dad. a crazy, insane person, vigilante. Yeah, convince him that he's 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 so going to he, save the city of Gotham. You're gonna because you have all this privilege. He fucking white guilted him. Into he did <laughs> into becoming Batman. Holy shit! And then and all he's trying to do is like just please, Bruce, just yeah, keep going. You know that whole like not carrying a gun thing. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like not killing people. That's that's a great idea because they can always. I thought Batman come back kills people. Kill you. Batman kills people definitely. Does he? Oh yeah, no, he does. Definitely, Batman. He does, but he doesn't. He, he doesn't do, do many guns, but he does guns coming out of his car. car. Um, I watched a lot. I watched Batman Returns like once a week as a kid for a while as a kid. Yeah, but think of of like <laughs> Dark Knight when he's in that that whole like car car park scene. Oh yeah, where he's like he dismantles the guns instead mm-hmm. of just fucking shoot him. Why, that was the he joker. He handed right? you the gun. Well, all of them, all of the times that yeah. he took a gun away from somebody and then just tossed it. Why you're gonna? Oh, give that to one of the other bad guys. He could use it. You should throw that on the ground. Yeah. No, dude, cap him. Shoot him. It's done. <laughs> but For he was reals. trying to be the good guy with the police. I think that was his motivation. I for wonder. Not maybe people. him and detective. Maybe him and Lieutenant Gordon had a. Um... Maybe like, they're in a relationship. A, no, maybe they had oh, a deal. Uh, Lieutenant Gordon is Batwoman's dad. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's well, Barbara. That's a good thing he didn't come out until he was much older. Dad. What? That's Barbara Gordon's dad is Batwoman. Oh. But I think she's Oracle now because she's in a wheelchair because joke, joke, the Joker shot her. Okay. I don't know how I know any of that. Reagan is really trying hard. Like I feel like Reagan, she... go away, go lay down. Go lay down. Go lay down. I'm just wondering if she has to pee or something. Probably not, but I don't know. She probably wants out. She's probably fucking bored. Yeah. 
Mutually Codependent is brought to you by Syntex CBD and Texas Canna Health. SyntexCBD.net is your one-stop shop for legal cannabis shipped directly to you. Get free shipping with any purchase over $50, and don't forget to use coupon code POD15, that's P-O-D-1-5, for 15% off your purchases. But, um, yeah, but, you know, like, holidays are hard for all kinds of reasons that don't have to do with Batman. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a long tangent we just went off on. And we never... we should change the name of the show to... Adam <laughs> and Jen go on a tangent. A Batman tangent for boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're not a bad person if if you um communicate your boundaries. That's yeah. what I was looking for Absolutely. this whole time. That's the Communicate word. Communicate the boundaries. Communicate the boundaries. It's it's enforcing them is what it well, is because you tell them. You got to continue. So sometimes you have to communicate them a little stronger. Yeah. If they don't, you know, listen the first time, then you need to make sure they understand the severity of the consequences. And so, but you're exposing that boundary even more. You're communicating that, look, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. If you do it again, I can't be your friend. Right. You know, because if it's that important to you, then that's that's the boundary you have to set and they have to make that decision that they always like internalize and then try and be the victim no you're not the victim you're not the victim dude they are communicating the way that they feel and you're either going to be cool about it or you're going to be an asshole about it yeah you choose you choose the latter i'm gonna burn the bridge have the gasoline and the matches in my truck not really but I'm just wondering where you're going to find a wooden bridge. (laughs) (laughs) All the ones I know are made out of like concrete or steel or both. Um, I've crossed a wooden drawbridge before in Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, they're out there, but you just talked about like the thing that came to your mind was was fucking 1,500 miles away. Like that. I'm just saying because if I'm gonna if they're not gonna accept the boundaries that I'm putting forth, I'm gonna burn that bridge. They're oh, not, yeah, they're yeah. not gonna yeah, be a yeah. part of my life. Yeah, I just I can't do that. Well, it's I don't think hard. anybody benefits from that. They don't. It's a all it's all not you're a good doing is appeasing the asshole mm-hmm. and making the other person feel bad. Or boundaries can be that I don't tolerate you. I don't want to be your friend. Yeah, because I can't stand when you talk about those things. Uh, you know, and you or behave to this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that was really the boundary that was being crossed is the way that that person was talking. And yeah, well, if you don't like people being shitty, then you're going to ask them to not be so shitty. Yeah. And if they can't really respect that, then that's... Fuck them. There's something... That's, that's their problem. There's something more wrong. Right. And, yeah. and, and they're choosing that... Your friendship means less than their desire to do whatever that boundary was, mm-hmm. which absolutely can be completely amicable. You can both feel like, well, if you have that boundary, like if somebody's boundary is you can't be gay, then they're the one setting the boundary, but they're also being the asshole. So I guess you can you can set boundaries for asshole reasons, but that's that's not what we're talking about. What are you doing? Struggling? Um, <laughs> the lighter. It's lit. 
I know, but it was the flame was really high, and it felt like my eyebrows caught on fire. <laughs> oh, so I was trying to make well, sure that didn't happen. I don't know if it caught on fire, but caught on fire. But yeah, Thanksgiving's next week. I mean, we're gonna celebrate Sunday with some of my family. That'll be fun, and I think we're gonna do something with your mom on Thursday. That'll be good. Yeah, on on Thanksgiving actual on actual Thanksgiving, and then. They were trying to make plans about Christmas already, and I'm like, I don't know. We we gotta. It's a yeah. long time from now, but I think we should start. Well, I we've already said we're doing Christmas Day here. Oh, have we said that to them? No, I've said that to myself. That's the oh. loss of my life. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, we talked about it at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, no, but I guess we can. We're 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 that's we're going. With this that. is the announcement. Okay. They this better the re- announcement. they better listen they better to this listen. podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't listen to this. They don't know where the party is. Yeah, I don't guess. come before noon. Hey, let's. Uh, yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah, because I think it'd be pretty cool to have like a like early afternoon lunch, and then yeah. you know everybody can get home by bedtime. You know. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to leave. Yeah, we don't have to go anywhere. Or get dressed. Yeah, I holidays are really a lot of work. They're a lot of stress. Yeah, so appreciate the 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 people that put all that shit together. In your life. because For all the people who don't do any of the cooking or any of the cleaning. You know, I've seen or that. Or decorating. Yeah. Um, and don't be the first person in the fucking kitchen when it's time to eat. <laughs> that is one of the rudest things a house guest can do for me. Is like to I'm literally pulling food out trying to get it ready so I can serve so people can come get food and they're like behind me so close. Like I the last time that happened, I was like get the fuck out of the kitchen. <laughs> I just turned around. That's all I said. <laughs> Dude, I'm like pulling a ham and a turkey out and stuffing and trying to put plates out. If you're going to be in there, help. Helping, yeah, be Not helping. Not just fucking stand there like a buffoon. <laughs> I was so mad. I think that's what kind of did it last year because that's what happened last year Thanksgiving. Oh, really? hmm <laughs> I have my guesses about who that is, mm-hmm. but I don't think we should say. No. So, um... I was going to make a comparison to vacations. Vacations. Yeah. I realize more and more as, you know, we've gotten older and got, you know, had to prepare for more and more people, you know, going from just having one Ethan uh, to like preparing things, you know, for him to just me and Ethan to like, okay, now I got to plan shit for like six people. Yeah. You know, um, that's something that I don't think kids ever really consider <laughs> about like how much work goes year. into making sure you have a, a capable <laughs> mode of transportation to get there. Just one that's the first responsibility you know and the financial uh, ability yeah the financial (laughs) ability to make that trip you know you've got to you know be able to pay for all of the travel all of the you know everything everything is going to be more expensive while you're gone yeah um and if you go somewhere that 
is more expensive than what you're used to, then, you know, you and your parents aren't working, you know, not all of them have paid time off that they get or to salaries. use, or, you know, so <clears throat> if, if you have a, if your parents own their own business and you're being an asshole during vacation, you better fucking stop. Yeah. You know, like that's that, that they're not getting paid for that. They're going out of their way very literally uh, to, to give you a good time because vacations are usually a parent. They're, they're probably working a little bit on that vacation. Maybe. Yeah. yeah but most you know, likely. a lot of times parents are doing all of that for the kids. This is so that my kids can, can have memories of going camping and, uh, you know, poking caterpillars and shit, you know, like that's, that's what the, the parent is just like, exhausted from all the extra work of loading the car and the luggage and, and the packing and the walking yeah the all, packing all the all packing of the, and, and the, the thought the, yeah preparation the planning the all plan- the planning <laughs> it's all a of lot that, of work yeah and it and it's yeah i have been um, preparing we go to vegas in two weeks from today and i have been per- mentally preparing for this trip since the minute that we just we found out we were going and booked everything. I don't know if you realize that, like what I'm gonna well, need yeah. to wear, like what how like what we're gonna need to bring. I I I prepare like so far in advance for trips because I I'm I'm not gonna be here, so I have to make sure that you know I have everything that I need, like because I don't want to go without it. Right. It stresses me and out. And it's also and why you pack twice as much stuff as you need because you don't know. Like, you know what the weather says it's going to be, but what if it, like, rains out of nowhere and I mean, then you don't have a jacket to cover up with and, well, and you yeah. don't have an extra pair of clothes if you realize something is more formal? Like, I know I'm not going anything formal, but what if I do need it? Like, what if that... Yeah, so... What if I... Yeah, like... It's... And then you need different shoes, and then you need to, every outfit goes with different shoes. And I think all of that is based on that expectation that we've created for children. What do you mean? That's what we've ingrained in the children's brains, that they have to be like perfectly prepared for, for things. No, that has nothing to do with my family. No? At all whatsoever. Really? That is all me. That is, I've been that way since I was a little kid. I used to take to-go bags with me everywhere I went. It's a, apparently, Nat says it's an autism thing. Well, it's it makes re- sense. Because then you can't have a meltdown or <laughs> if you, you can't have a panic attack if you have every fucking thing that you could possibly think you're going to need. Yeah. If you literally have everything that you think you're going to need on your little adventure out and something goes wrong and you have it, that anxiety's gone. That pa- yeah, that panic is handled. Is Caleb and his backup Becca. Exactly. It's exactly if you haven't ever watched Big Mouth, Caleb is a boy that has autism and he has a little yellow wheelie backpack. And it and broke. The, he has kind of his own little like he's got this like smaller part and like he has significant things that he does and says for sure throughout, but you don't really get to know him much. <laughs> so he's funny. And he's just like deadpan, like, you don't know this, but your scrotum is hanging out of your shorts. 
And then he walks out. He did say that to somebody, actually. Maybe. Like, that just seemed like a really, like, I know that you're not aware of this, but my dinosaur likes it when it's warm outside. You know, like, what are you even saying? And he's referring to, like, because I think he has a tortoise. Like, I just made that up. Like, that wasn't an actual line in the show. But, like, you don't really get to know him. You he just doesn't have hear... a tortoise. That was, what's his name from Atypical? That was Sam from Atypical. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. Einstein. I, okay. I don't remember his name. Isaac? I don't know. Anyways, so. Doesn't matter. But what but I'm yeah. saying is like. It's a it's a preparation. It's, it's a, yeah. It's, you gotta you don't really prepared. get to know him until this episode. And it's like one of the very last episodes of the just current came season. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like when he told Matthew, Matthew goes, I need you to help me with my look. He goes. So you want me to help you look more gay? <laughs> well, he was like, we could do this and then this and then and then later I'm going to help you look more gay or, or something <laughs> yeah, like that's that. What you he need said. to look more gay. Something, whatever he said. <laughs> I don't remember what he said. Because right now you look like a dad that's going to play golf. <laughs> Is that what he said? I think he did. Or no, I, you look like my dad's tax accountant. <laughs> well, and there was a guy like sadly drinking at a bar or something in the foreground that was dressed just like him or something i don't yeah. remember what it was there was some kind of visual it was hilarious of that. we were i was i was we were high pretty high watching that we're stony ballooned. but but it's a fun thing to do to watch big mouth and be intoxicated <laughs> yeah um, so, but anyway so holidays are hard and yeah, you know, like you don't have to try and make everybody happy all the time. No, you make yourself happy. Like life's really fucking short, and it took me a really long time to fully understand how important it was that I was happy, like genuinely happy, because I didn't understand that for a long time. I didn't think that was possible for me. If I'm being totally honest, I never thought that I would get there in life. That I could just be happy and just exist. And I'm finally there. I've, I've been there for pretty much like the past six months and almost seven months. And it's been a really, really good ride. It's It's been pretty amazing, to be honest, to allow myself to kind of heal and give myself some grace with a lot of things. And... I, I really suggest that you guys try it. <laughs> what having boundaries in general? Yeah. Having boundaries and having yeah, boundaries communicating with yourself. Boundaries. You the you, boundaries already yes. exist. You just need to communicate them with, maybe mm -hmm. even with yourself a little bit, and explore why those things are making you upset. But. Yeah, and I think that not only that, but like you need boundaries within your own self. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna let myself be a so fat like that's <laughs> that's it makes me really unhappy when I, this happens and i'm accepting that and i've got to do something I, better i actually for myself. want to say something about that is i seven years seven eight years ago i worked my ass off to lose like a hundred pounds and i kept the majority of it off until about a year and a half ago when i started taking Seroquel. And I've gained like 35 pounds back. And that's been really, really hard for me to accept that I've gained that weight. Um, but at the same time, I was on a medication that I should have never been on that was slowly killing me. 
and I have to accept the fact that it's not my fault and that once I go see the doctor in January who's going to do all kinds of testing for my metabolism and stuff and see how much it actually did fuck me up. You know, I just, I kind of got to do what I can do to be the healthiest me until then. So, but that's, that's what I'm talking about living with grace. Like that's, I've got it. I have, there's times I have to give myself grace for stuff like that. Yeah. I think everybody should. Yeah. Look at the circumstance. Like, why did this happen to you? Why are you experiencing this? Why do you feel this way? Life is fucking hard. It's really hard. And we're, you know, like we're all in this together. I think that's a big thing is like our generation didn't really start talking about mental health until very recently. It was so hush-hush in the 80s, like and before that. Well, I mean, it was relatively new. I mean, there's some modern-day doctors that believe that all of it's just a chemical imbalance and it can be corrected with medication or 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 there's no cure for it yet, you know, but they don't you know, see the value in therapy. There are literally doctors that believe that, yeah. which is bonkers, but they're going to die soon. Hopefully. <clears throat> no, and I mean, they're old as... Therapy thought. has changed my life for the better. Yeah, I've heard a, a lot of people that are famous have admitted that, and I think most famous people do some kind of therapy, but uh, and most successful people, I think. It really helps you, like examine yourself from another point of view and that point of view is neutral like that person is there because they're a medical professional and they know the facts and they can tell you like no it's not okay to do treat somebody that way you were a bitch you were in the wrong and this is why that one's on you that one's on you like <clears throat> so then that helps you correct your behavior or okay so you gained 35 pounds because you're on a medication you should have never been on you can't starve yourself and feel weak simply because that medication caused you to gain weight you need to lose the weight a healthy way so that you can maintain help so you can maintain your health because you know like that all ties in with a mental and emotional health too you know so i don't know it's just Therapy's good. I'm I'm very pro therapy. I know. And the holidays. Jingle jingle jingle. What's your favorite holiday movie? Oh my gosh. I don't really have favorites and I think you know that. I know, but what what Christmas movie do you mind not watch? Like what Christmas movie would be on and you'd be like, Yeah, I'll watch this. Every year since I've seen it, uh -huh. you know what it is. National Lampoons. No. Oh, really? Not at all. None of those that other people care about. I don't really like them. Most of the most of those Christmas Christmas story. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, it's the holiday movie. Yeah. Was that what it's called? Holiday. With Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz, uh -huh. Jack Black, Jack Black, and the other dude. The fuck. He's There's good a brand new song about him, Jude Law. Jude Law. <laughs> yeah. Semester Jude Law and a semester bro. something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah. A that's a great movie. It is, and it has all the heartstring stuff of like kids and parents, and it's got it's you know it's relationships and movie. just like friendships. And yeah, because like there's it's friendships got that all are made of it too. And, and you know, 
And I also really do appreciate that Jack Black is literally playing the piano mm-hmm. and he's composing a lot of yeah. that stuff right there on the spot. Like he is capable of that. I think he would be an amazing fil- film uh, composer or whatever, the scorer. Yeah. But uh, I think he was just doing the scores in trailers, but, you know, uh, in the movie. But. His wife, I'm pretty sure, is like a professional, like pretty famous maybe violinist yeah 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 i mean he's he's all about music before he was an actor he was a musician i believe it was before i don't know uh, anyways but yeah so that's i yeah i like that movie that's a good one yeah but it's not your typical like all the ones that people get like no. reindeer Ru- rudolph i don't care do you know what my favorite christmas movie is Nightmare Before Christmas? No. <laughs> it's not a Christmas movie. That's a holiday movie. It's just a holiday movie. Now, um, let me think about it for a second. Gremlins. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't even recognize that. That's it's a how, Christmas movie, guys. That's how much I like the Gremlins. <laughs> no, I, I think I it's cute it. at the time, but it's just so weird. Like I think one of the th- like, I used to reenact the kitchen scene as a child. <laughs> when they're in the heart, we gotta. I don't know if we have time to explore that. <laughs> it's not. It's a great movie. But I do know that it's. Uh, I mean, I mean, Eric Cartman loved uh, acting out scenes of movies with his stuffed animals because he has autism. I think he probably, <laughs> if any of them do, he's smart too. Um, yeah, he knows so much. Live, she fucking love, speaks Spanish I as an eight-year-old in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, what is up with that? Like, it makes you wonder if, like, maybe his dad was like, like, like spoke Spanish or something. Just I don't like, know, but he he doesn't. No. Hashtag he doesn't. Or no, what is it? Not hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> what is Granddaddy Parp? I uh, I really like White Christmas too. White Christmas. Mm-hmm. Which ones? I don't know. The old. That's older. Where they like the two sisters that sing, and then they fall in love with the two brothers. Or not brothers. They're friends. Oh, and they go yeah, to like Vermont. Yeah, yeah. I love From that like one. the old times. I hated that movie growing up. Did you? I hated it. Thought it was so it boring. Seems like a a, a Marlene movie. It, it is. And then as I got older, my mom and I would start watching it together. So we do that every year now. Usually we'll like bake cookies and watch White Christmas. And do you do that, like, and think about Nana? Yeah. At this point? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that is a good movie the first couple times. But I've seen it, I think, three or four now, and it's that's enough for me. Hmm. Like, I'll watch it. If it's on, I'll just do something on Elf's, my phone. Elf's but... on Max, and I I, I want to watch it so bad. I can re- I'll watch it with I'll you. rewatch Elf, like, a thousand times. I don't think I've watched it enough. I haven't watched it recently. Oh, my God, it's so funny. I, uh, I think that... That's one of like the I think that's one of the funniest Christmas movies ever made. As I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate Will Ferrell more. Yeah. I to be honest, when Anchorman came out, I didn't like it. <laughs> Don't get I why you did it. Stupid. I love Anchorman. I get that. And then there was somebody that I really respected his opinion and I knew for sure he was gonna hate it. And he thought it was a brilliant movie. It is. And like started picking it apart and showing me why, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I guess I'm I might be wrong about this, or maybe I'm wrong about Will Ferrell." Like, you know, I didn't really know Will Ferrell very well at the time, though, either. So I just uh, hit or miss. But mm-hmm. um, I also love Step Him and Step Brothers. 
but stepbrothers fucking kills me kills me like i have almost blacked out laughing at that movie it's funny three times now at least two at least two times and it's 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 them and it's Seth Rogen <laughs> when he's ripping that huge fucking fart on the interview where they're dressed as, in tuxedos because <laughs> you dress for the job you want, not the job you have. No, that's I don't think they said that, but like oh. they're in a tuxedo. Nobody does a job in a tuxedo. What what are you a, a conductor? Like what other job? <laughs> or you you play a violin? He's going to be a butler. A major D. Do you think they wear at tuxes? A, at a fancy restaurant? A tuxedo. I don't know. Whatever. I, uh, I don't know. No, but, but you know, <laughs> Seth Rogen's character's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally, Alfred wore a I get it. Wore it's fine. Tuxedo. Yeah. He was a butler. Um, and a daddy. I guess. <laughs> Forced daddy. Okay. What if Alfred was the killer? And I, t- I said that. No, you said he had them killed. No, he didn't kill them. He wouldn't do the dirty work. Um, anyways, the guy with your Seth Rogen. No, it's just it's just when he's like, oh, is that mm, like onions or whatever he says, mustard? And like, is that ketchup? Like I don't know what he said. He farted for so but long. But he farted for so long, and it just I was like, I, <laughs> I, I find farts <laughs> particularly humorous <laughs> because I have always, <laughs> I've always farted more than most people fart and that's part of just my life i've just i've always and i've had people that that got to know me and they made sure i knew that i had an unusual amount of gas and they (laughs) accepted me anyway yeah and uh like do that that is seriously bad like you have like serious gas I I remember being in the locker room when I played football and like <laughs> I'd fart thinking there are so many bad smells in here. Nobody's going to A nobody's even going to notice. B nobody's going to know it was me. <laughs> but then somebody would walk by and they'd be like, "Holy fuck, Greg, is that you again? Jesus Christ." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? That's not <laughs> Yeah. Sorry." <laughs> Just say no. I just, I just, I don't know why. I don't know why I fart so much, but it's not a choice I make. It's not something that I did to, you know, I don't know what I did to deserve it. I'm still incredibly impressed with the fact that you didn't fart in me for almost a year. Really? It was like, it was probably about eight months. It was a while. It was, why were you so good? Like how did I you had do to that? Be. No, you didn't. I had to be. I didn't know that. We have lots of fart laughs now, but it was all it did. Like by me not farting in front of you, all it did was mean that it made it take that much longer for you to do it with me. Uh-huh. And then the whole process just took way too long to get to just fucking do it already. Okay. You know, like it's why are you? I can hear your insides moving because you refuse to fart, and I can see the discomfort on your face. Like I'm gonna leave the room for approximately seven minutes, plenty of time to fucking handle this shit. 
before I get back. I so you want to hear a funny fart story that I don't know if I've ever told you. I'm excited. It's really embarrassing. I don't believe you. So I when I was I, there was a time in my life that was really hard many years ago, and I was cleaning homes as a job, and there was two of us that always went. And this house was a big house, and I was cleaning out their their like mud room where the it's washer, hilarious. where the washer and dryer was, and there was like a back door, and nobody was home. We weren't expecting <laughs> anybody. And I'm like on my hands and knees mopping the floor. That was the last part, and my stomach started hurting, so I farted because the girl upstairs had headphones on, even though we weren't supposed to be wearing headphones. And I wasn't gonna tell on her. She was scary, and so. <laughs> Like, I ripped a huge fart. It smelled so bad. I was gagging. It was like raw sewage and old hot dogs. I don't know. It was terrible. But about 30 seconds after I did it, with the smell still in there, and then it followed me into the kitchen that I had to go clean up, the homeowner walked in through that door and walked, and then he said, <laughs> right into he your said fart. oh, shit, the floor's wet. I'm sorry. And then he walked out the back and then walked. There was, like, a sunroom right there, so he walked in that door. And then he goes, what the fuck is that smell? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I was like, I think there might be something behind the washer. And he's like, oh, I'll have to look after the floor's dry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you immediately told this man. <laughs> I think my fart smelled like a dead rat behind your washer. <laughs> Mr. You can afford a maid. <laughs> like... <laughs> I didn't say their house was very clean. Just because we were there cleaning it doesn't mean that the rest of the house was clean. That was actually very common. Rich people, I wouldn't think, have pests as often as poor Well, they were people. out in the country, though. Oh. That was actually a really fucking cool house. It was like a giant log cabin. I want, I want one of those. I do, too. It looked like somebody made out of Lincoln Log. Anywho, yeah. but yeah. So, that granddaddy, I'm I'm sleepy. Yeah. Like I could take hey, a nap. If you are a local customer, this coming Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so November 22nd, all three stores are having what we call Green Wednesday sale. It is Cannabis's Black Friday. So you come get all your goodies before you have to see your fucking family for the weekend. <laughs> so, or or get things to share with your yeah, family. Yeah, get things to share, but we'll have some really good deals. Um so yeah, that's that's happening next week, and we wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. Oh, are we ending this? Yeah, I think we should oh, end it, dude. We're, yeah, I guess it's we're it's, pretty good. We we did good on time. Yeah. I'm just hanging out. Yeah. I, I didn't mean I'm putting us to sleep. I meant that this weed was really strong. I'm good. You drank, you smoked more than I did. Man, I did. I almost I almost finished that shit. It's good. I'm gonna finish mine. Maybe. I'm really fucking hungry. Okay. I got to go get some of that leftover soup or something. Okay. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, guys. Have a great time. Be thankful. And um, yeah, we'll see you all later. Peace out. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, guys. While you're hitting that subscribe button, don't forget to follow us on social media where you can find behind the scene recordings and other bonus content. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Mutually Codependent.